What's up, y'all? Welcome to this episode of the Hip Hop Humble Podcast. And I have in the studio today one of the dopest artists in Humboldt County history. He's not going to like me saying it like that, man, because he's a real <laughs> humble dude. You know what I'm saying? Right now in the studio, I got Case. And y'all know him, my, y'all might know him by Mental Case with LCA. But hey, thanks for joining me today, man. Thanks you for having me. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, like, I'm stoked to be here for real. Thank you, man. Thank you for coming in. You know, um, I want to real quick give a quick shout out to Highway for setting this up straight up. Because, yeah, because yeah, Highway hit me up and was like, hey, let me link you up with my dude, you know, Case. That's my guy. <laughs> I mean, that, that's like my nephew. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I got mad love for that dude. He actually turned me on to your podcast. And like we were discussing earlier, you know, I was kind of like, uh, who is dude? You know what I mean? Like, he yeah. just stepping into the scene. And I never heard of him. Not like I'm nobody, but, you know, like, I don't know. No, we, like, talk, we, we, we talked talk, about that earlier. Yeah, I mean, it's a dope scene that you guys have created, you know what I'm saying? And, like, I would only expect artists to be, like, you know, protective of this culture yeah. that has been cultivated for years and years oh, by yeah. folks like you, by folks like Highway, by folks like Eli Fowler, yep. Swizzlo, yep. you know what I'm saying? Potluck, yeah. OEB, yeah. like, it goes back, you know, like, mid-90s, you know, mm-hmm. coming up. Yeah. That's just kind of how everything was back then. It was, you know, hip hop's very territorial anyway. Mm. So you're always going to have people that are protective of their areas, even in the small cities that we have here in Humboldt. You know, like way back then, there was a lot of more, you know, everybody wanted to rep Humboldt, but mm-hmm. nobody was coming together like we should have back then. Not like no shade or no hate on nobody. It was just, it was what it was. Everybody was just in their areas doing their thing. This is pre-social media. You know what I mean? Like, there's none of that going on. You're not on Facebook seeing what anybody's doing. Like, you're just kind of hearing what's going on here and what's going on there. And maybe you meet somebody that might rap or know somebody that rap or just what it is. So, it's like, it was a a different time back then. But, you know. And I mean, that's like you said, that's hip hop, you know, like yeah. folks are going to ask, like, who's on the block? Who is oh, this yeah. coming on the block? You know, because um, when you put time in to it, you know what I'm saying? That there's an aspect of, all right, you've got to also put some time in yourself to even get on the radar for anybody. Yeah. And that's, I think, honestly, hip hop anywhere. You yeah. know what I'm saying? For real. There's the people that are, you know, making dope hip hop that have gotten the respect of the community. And there's the folks that are, you know, vying for that. You know what I'm saying? And so that's why I'm glad to have done this podcast and brought on, you know what I'm saying, people that have been doing it in the community. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Blessed to have you on now to give your story. I think you. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm like for real stoked to be here. Like, like I said, I was standoffish at first when I first heard about it. But the more I listened to the show and the more that I heard other guys on the show and I was like, it's cool that what what you're doing is really for the scene. And I'm a big scene guy. I'm I'm a fan you know, humble hip hop is part of me as much as I love it. And as much as I hate it, you know, it's just like anything. It's an ebb and a flow on all things, you know? So it's just, it is what it is when it does what it does. I just kind of like to move in the shadows. And if you know me, you know me. And if you don't, then, you know, that's fine too. I've, I've had multiple people over time, like, be like, oh, you're part of this? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, I love that shit. Or Talking about LCA? Just, yeah, LCA. Like, yeah. Uh, there was actually this dude I work with at a job, and uh, I said something about LCA. And he's like, you know LCA? And I'm like, yeah, well, yeah I, know, I know LCA. I mean, I'm part of LCA. And he's like, for real? He's like, when I was a kid, 
uh, this dude pulled up on us in like a red Jeep and I had this red blazer like at the time. And he's like, we were skateboarding and the dude pulled up on us and he was like, you like rap music? And we were like, yeah. And he just gave us all CDs. And that was just like things I used to do back then. Cause I just saw me and my friends. That was what, that was us. You know what I mean? We was just some knuckleheads riding skateboards, smoking weed, drinking, <laughs> shoplifting, dumb shit. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like running around. Being, How kids do. I'm sorry. How kids do. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just being knuckleheads. And uh, I thought it was funny that life had brought that back around to me. And he told me that story from his side. Because I can remember doing that with multiple different kids. Just, you know. But to have somebody say, like, nah, like, we jammed that shit. Like, it was it was cool. We loved it. And I was, like, stoked on it, you know. Because I, I never think past just the project that I'm doing at that time, like, are people going to be receptive to it? Are they really going to like it? Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. I'm not really tripping on it too much. Like I don't really do it for other people. I do it for myself as a release, kind of like what we was talking before. Like, you know, you, you have to step aside and you have to have your own little hobby, no matter what it is. And rap is a hobby. Rap is a lifestyle. Hip hop is part of it. You know, it's all just, it moves, you know, and I move with it when I can. So I don't force it. I never force nothing. So I let it be and let it roll and let it do its things. And uh, I've been lucky enough to continually work with talented people and get respect from people and have people like you reach out and that are into what I'm doing. And then I feel like, okay, validated in some weird ass way, but not wanting to have that validation because I'm a humble dude. So, you know. But I feel it's necessary up here because, man, like, you know, like we were talking about, it's a dope culture yeah. that's been cultivated. And, um, you know, there hasn't that's one of the things it's not, you know, knocking anything that's happened in Humboldt County or, or hasn't happened. If there just hasn't been, I feel, a congruent share of spotlight on hip hop and the culture in Humboldt County. Um, it's a weird area. You know what I mean? Like it's a very liberal, very conservative area all at the same time. It's really, you have this super polarizing on both sides. Um, you have the weed game, of course, which is a big part of our area and our culture and our background. Um, before that it was logging, you know what I mean? Weed really stepped in and took over for logging when they was shutting down all the mills in the nineties. Like I can remember, you know, guys whose grandfathers worked at the mill and whose dads worked at the mill and they thought they was going to work at the mill too and be there a little bit. And then now they don't have a job, you know, and they just kind of maybe end up in the hills because it's there and it's easy. It's fat, not easy. It's better cash for what you got going. You ain't got to go and, you know, wait tables or work retail or do construction in a ditch all day long, you mm -hmm. know? So with all of that comes all those grand things but then there's the other things of it where now you're having people that come in that aren't from the area that are just blowing up spots and you know fucking up houses and fucking up the land and, and doing all those things that are not good for the community in general just trying to get that money the green rush of the 2000s you know after 96 when 215 hit and all that so yeah i've i'm not one who's I've always kind of kept my nose clean, no matter what it was. You know what I mean? I've always kind of been a square cat with a job, uh, maybe a side hustle here and there just to make some extra ends. But, you know, I'm not one that's out in the hills. I'm not one that's blowing up houses. I'm not one that's making none of that shit. I've just been known plenty of people around it. 
I'm around plenty of people. It's a small community, you know, like it's, you're going to know somebody that's involved in some way, shape or form, whether it's the guy at the bottom or the guy at the top. So if you're lucky, maybe you got somebody who's doing that, that believes in you and maybe shed some bread in your direction, you know, to help you with your cause because they believe in what you're doing. And mm-hmm. some, sometimes I had that, you know what I mean? What it was, it wasn't, I never was one to take anything from anybody either. I've always been kind of a, I know, I always know what that entails. You know what I mean? Like that entails owing somebody in the end. So even if I had a cat be like, yo, case okay, so I like, you know, what you guys is doing is nice. Or, you know, like here, let me, let me do this. Let me get this equipment. Let me do that. And I was like, nah, I appreciate it. You know what I mean? But I just want to do me and get my own stuff. And that way I don't owe nobody at the end of the day, if anything pops, you know, and anything gets going, then it's like somebody comes out, not necessarily with a handout, but like, Hey, remember, remember how I, you know, I, I put that in on that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, the only people that I would say, um, really put in on it were the dudes that were there with me from the ground. You know what I mean? And a lot of that is all just, uh, Dudes I came up with, you know what I mean? Like all of LCA and everything that it was, was really a natural thing. I, I talked about that a lot. Like everything just kind of goes in the direction and I just go with it. And that's what LCA was. It was never really like a planned thing. Like I loved rap. I loved hip hop. I wanted to do it, but I didn't know how to do it. It wasn't like we had dudes out here already doing it, showing us the way, you know what I mean? Like you had to you had to learn it in some weird ass way, like not even knowing what a fucking drum machine was. You know what I mean? Not even knowing like what a sampler was at that time. Having an idea, you know, you know the turntables involved because it's hip hop and it's rap and you've seen the turntables. But how is everything else coming? I'm like still in my mind, like I need to have a live band behind me. You know, I need to have a band. So mm-hmm. it was just one of those things like that was always my focus is like, oh, well, I need to need to have a band if I'm going to do music because that was just how it was in my mind not knowing that there was all this other stuff that you could do you know this is pre-computers it's all analog still too like Mm -hmm. even just recording tracks is not like it is now and I'm not taking nothing from nobody because you can have all the best equipment in the world and still sound like shit if you don't know how to use it you know what I mean and I think that's really where I got my chops in learning to guerrilla record just with what I had. I had what I had and we made tracks, you know, it wasn't never, it was never a thought out thing. It was just, we was making tracks. We originally was just recording freestyles here and there at a karaoke machine. I used to ride around with a karaoke machine in my trunk and a bunch of instrumentals on the B sides of singles. I would buy singles for the B side for the instrumentals. And it was just, um, constantly putting in a, a different tape and then uh freestyling over the tape and my one my one homie uh jbo jimbo jbo the unfatable he was the dude you know what i mean like uh bo could rap you know he was like one of the first cats that i remember being like like whoa you know what i mean like everybody else rapped but like Bo like rap 10 different styles, 10 different ways, fast, slow, uh, talked about what was going on in the room. You know what I mean? Like I'd never seen nothing like that. Like I'd, I remember watching him freestyle when we was younger, like him and one and probably like uh little man, Bobby Scott. Those are the dudes that I really remember back in the day. Um, freestyling or rapping like at school or outside the school or whatever. Like those were some of the first dudes in Humboldt that I really remember doing. I'm sure there was other people. Everybody's got their own towns. Everybody's got their own legends, you know, but 
that's my urban legend is those are the cats that I remember first doing it. You know, it's like one was really the one that I remember having like cassette tapes, you know what I mean? Like dubs of his stuff that he was doing with his cousins and homies and all that shit. And, and, and he would come through and it'd be like, Oh shit. One got, you know, one's doing it, you know what I mean? Cause he was recording, he had beats wherever he was getting beats from at the time. I don't know. You know what I mean? But he had beats and he was doing his thing. Uh, probably around that same time um, underrated was making his DJ tapes under a different moniker. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, I remember that at that time and that being a big thing too. Like that's one of the few, like my crate that I have of all my shit. That's like one of the ones that I don't have from back in the day that I wish I had. So if anybody's out there and got it, like reach out and I would love to get a copy because it's, it's history in my mind. Like I'm, I'm trying to archive the history of humble hip hop being a part of it, but also being like a fan of it. You know what I mean? Like I love, I love hip hop. You know, there's nothing, nothing that sets my mind at ease than just listening to music and kicking back or chopping music up with somebody or arguing music for that matter. Like, you know, somebody's tight, somebody's not tight. No, that's not me. Like the ever battle of Nas versus Jay-Z. I love those conversations, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, cause everybody got their dude and everybody's going to have their lane. And I try and, I try and keep my lanes open. I try and be seeing it all, trying to absorb it all, trying to take it all in just because I don't want to end up like an old head. You know what I mean? Like, where I'm like, nah, nah, fuck that. You know what I mean? It's got to have this. It's got to be that. It's got to be this. You know, there's a lot of new dope rap, hip hop in general music. You know what I mean? Like even expanding my, uh, my sights past hip hop. You know, there was a time in my life where it was like, if it wasn't rap or it wasn't hip hop, I wasn't fucking with it. Like, no, I don't want to hear none of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then just kind of opening it up and getting outside of that. Once I got past my hard headedness of like, no, it's okay. Like, nobody's going to say you're a bitch because you don't listen to hip hop. You know what I mean? Uh (laughs) Like, just like this stupid ass hard head mentality that I had as a youth that now you got to You got to keep it real. Like, you got to be hip hop. You know, it was different in the 90s, I guess. And being a fucking white kid from Humboldt, you know what I mean? Like the middle of fucking nowhere where you're getting clowned for even listening to hip hop music at that time. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, why, why you even listen to that? It's not for you, quote unquote. You know what I mean? I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck that's supposed to mean. You know, like I I, I like it. I gravitate towards it. I'm going to listen to it. I did listen to other stuff at that time because I skateboarded like another stupid ass, like being a stupid kid. Um, Writing skateboards, I thought, oh, you can't listen to you can't listen to hip hop if you write in skateboards. You gotta listen to punk music. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. I like punk music, but I didn't gravitate towards it like I did hip hop. For whatever reason it was, like hip hop always called to me. And, you know, I can remember like talking to one of my homies and being like, Well, I can't listen to rap because, you know, like we skate and and he'd be like, nah, like Jake Jones listens to hip hop. And Jake Jones at that time, he was like skate god in this area. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so he was like, what? Jake listens to hip hop? Like, oh, well, then I can fuck with it because like Jake gives me that pass. Like, this is how <laughs> stupid I was as a kid. You know what I mean? Like, that's like young. And uh, I don't know. It's just, I love hip hop. I'm just probably going to keep saying that over and over again and being very redundant in it. But it's all, it's, I love it. It's part of me, you know, like it's, as much as I want to try and push it away sometimes or get away from it, I always go back to it for whatever reason it is. It's just, 
you know. Yeah, no, I love hearing your love for hip hop, and I think when folks hear this, they're gonna be able to just get it through the airwaves too. You know what I'm saying? And and especially if they've heard any of your work too, that's how they know right there. You know? Yeah, it, I would say I just recently like uploaded all the old LCA stuff, so you can listen to the LCA Bottom of the Bottle on Spotify. Like that's available on Spotify. Um, we came from an era of physical copies. We wasn't really streaming back then, so we were we were basically making we were doing it ourselves. We weren't even paying to get it manufactured. We had like um, <laughs> CD manufacturing parties or whatever. You know what I mean? Like oh wow, the, yeah. The homies would come over. I'd have a bunch dubbed off. I'd already gone to Kinkos and printed up covers and done all that, and then we would assemble CDs, just drinking and smoking and doing whatever. And it was like just that's what. We knew how to do. It was cheap. We didn't really have no financial backing. Um, That's dope, though. Man. I mean, That's it was just a, that was just the love. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of that is just because of those dudes that I was around at that time. Like nothing was ever a planned thing. I'm like jumping all over the place you in, in the in the time frame. But um, LCA originally is not really L- LCA is originally my tag crew from back in the day. It's me, the homie Kenny. The homie Wade and the homie Ian. That's our tag crew, the lower class alcoholics. It was something that um, Kenny came up with or Wade came up with or I don't know who the fuck came up with it. But I always loved it. I always thought it was like a dope moni- like it's a dope name and the LCA just flowed so well. And um, <clears throat> once we weren't, you know, a tag crew or what the fuck ever, you know what I'm saying? Like we thought we was a tag crew out in Humboldt trying to tag, you know what I mean? Just because we was mimicking the Bay basically. Cause the homie would go to the Bay and he, and he had some dudes out there that he was writing with and, and then he'd come back home and they expose us to it. And we'd be like, okay, cool. You know what I mean? Like, this is dope. That's where it's at. You're already seeing it in the source. You're already seeing it. You know what I mean? You're being exposed to it anyway. So it's a natural progression. It was like, this is way before the trains got bombed. Like some of the trains that got bombed back in the day was, early you know what i mean mm-hmm. and so they're all gone now but it was like the train still ran when i was a kid so it wasn't okay, like yeah. you went to the train yard and, and hit it up you just ran around town or decimated the bus or just did whatever you know what i mean it's just stupid shit that we did as kids trying to find an outlet for whatever the fuck we had going in this area that was you know, there's not a lot to do here, so it's easy to get into trouble. It's easy to catch yourself doing the wrong thing instead of the right thing because you're trying to entertain yourself as a youth. So you're moving. Maybe you're not moving like you should be, you know. So sometimes you take a wrong turn. Sometimes you learn from that. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you keep making the same mistake over and over and over again until you learn it. Or maybe you never learn it. You know, maybe you just a cat that that's just the lifestyle that you in and that's the lifestyle that you do. And, you know, I've been fortunate enough to to learn from my mistakes that I have made in my lifetime to maybe not change or, you know, I'm still the same cat I've always been, but, you know, readjust. Mm-hmm. And move maybe differently or think differently, even opening up my mind or not being so angry, not waking up mad every fucking day. You know what I mean? Like just letting shit go. Like it ain't that serious. Like just like be one with it. Just move, you know? Mm-hmm. That's that growth. I love it though. Uh, it's, <clears throat> everybody got to grow. I mean, they don't have to, but it's good. Growth is good. You know, mm-hmm. it's a, uh, it's something that, you know, I recommend for 
any youngster to to do, you know, as an old ass man that I am today with all my wise years of knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> and the crate right. too, though. Well, I mean, yeah, the crate. Yeah. The, I brought that just to remind me that I didn't want to like. So I, <clears throat> I listened to your episode with Swizz, and Swizz kind of said something that like hit home. And it's like I feel like I'm forgetting people. You know what I mean? And so it's like I didn't want to forget nobody in the story being told of how we came up and how we started and what we did because there were so many people that were instrumental to what. LCA was and what LCA became, you know, uh, in this area at that time, just because, like I said, it was never really a planned thing. It was always like, it was always me and me and Bo go back. Like his, he lived next door or his dad lived next door to me when I was still living in town. And so I would see him and I kind of knew him, you know what I mean? And I knew, you know, how he moved and whatnot. So, um, I knew him, but I didn't really fuck with him because we just was in different circles, you know what I mean? But I knew him and I'd be like, what's up, you know? And then later on in life, our paths cross again. There's a time where we're hanging out more and that's when I really started noticing him being a rapper, you know what I mean? Like, like, wow, dude is nice. Like, he's crazy good. If there's anybody that I would say that the reason that I did this was <clears throat> for him, you know what I mean? In some weird ass way, because like, I, all I want to do was like, I had never planned to rap. I always just wanted to show off the homie that could rap, you know what I mean? So it was like, okay, how can we do this? How can people hear him? How can people uh, do this, see this thing that I'm watching and thinking is like, I already know what I like. And I'm not just like jaded to the fact that, oh, that's the homie. So he's good. Like I'm knowing he has something different. You know what I mean? Him and one used to freestyle together at the house and I got tapes of it tapes upon tapes and you would swear they sat down and just came up with a concept but they was all on the fly all the time you know what I mean and like hook everything the whole night like I wish I wish back then I would have took the time to hone that project more and been like hey like we need to harness this and, and get this because this is something even cool and special now and I know that like <clears throat> one and both like played Pop Warner football together and shit like they go way the fuck back you know so damn um, it's all it's all like this weird, humble family. We've all came up, all known each other, all known of each other. You know what I mean? Excuse me, over the years. But it's until the pieces start to fall into place, it's really hard to get it moving like that. And then especially here where there's no, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. You just, you just, you know, you like rap music. You know, you want to, you know, freestyle with the, the homies or do what the fuck ever. You know what I mean? Mostly it's, we just fucking drinking and smoking and getting fucked up. And then I pulled a karaoke machine out that uh, and put on the tapes, and then we just start rapping. And sometimes it's cool, a lot of times it's trash because we fucked up, you know what I mean? But there's there's cool moments in it that happen, and you're sharpening your skills and honing your abilities, and you know, learning to okay, the mic's hot, the mic's popping. Like, what do I do to adjust the mic? You know, because yeah, because it's coming in so hot right now. Like, yeah, it's like cracking when I listen to it later. And so that was really my first start of, okay, I want to make it sound better now. Okay, what can I do? And then getting to the point of like juggling the tape <clears throat> from back and forth. Like, let's put some backups in it or let's let's do a song. Let's write a song. You know what I mean? And just little things like that over time that um, just out of necessity of wanting to do it um, and doing it. So Jimbo really was the... Jimbo was my motivation to learn to do it better in that aspect. Like 
just because I wanted him to get his shine. You know what I mean? And then there came a point where... Real uh, quick, let me interrupt yeah, you if yeah. I may. So is that around the crux point when you started to feel like you were going to be producing? Had you already... I had, like, I had no clue. I really had no clue, honestly, like what the fuck I was doing other than like... it. it <clears throat> I don't know. I'm just going to keep saying it because I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to repeat myself a lot, but Good. LCA was never a planned thing. It just, it just fucking happened. And the way that it happened was just all these pieces come together. Like, you know, a lot of people uh, I feel can, can, uh, there's a lot of people in my background that can say like, Oh, LCA wouldn't happen if it wasn't for me. And that's all true. Every single person that hears this interview, if it wasn't for you, LCA would have never happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, the LCA would have never happened if it wasn't for <clears throat> Wade and Kenny and Ian and me tagging. You know what I'm saying? And, and having the name. LCA wouldn't have happened if uh, Jimbo wasn't rapping like he was. LCA wouldn't have happened if Oli wouldn't have came to the spot. LCA wouldn't have happened if the homies wouldn't have came to the shows and showed love and support and bought the CDs. And then all those things, you know what I mean, that help build the machine not even a well-oiled machine, but the machine that it became eventually in terms of like a crew, you know what I mean? Like um, me and Jimbo were just kind of fucking off rapping and um, this dude, Dylan Sacco, DJ Sacco, he was like DJing at sidelines and some other spots. He says, uh, I'm doing a DJ set down at the Vista. Do you guys want to come through and rap? And I was like, and you know, he reached out to Jimbo and Jimbo was like, yeah, 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 we'll, we'll come down and, and we'll rap. And I'm thinking just Bo going to rap, you know, and Bo's like, I can't, I can't get up there by myself. I need, I need somebody up there. You know what I mean? And we kind of had some half-assed songs at the time and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to freestyle cause I'm not, I'm not a freestyler. You know what I mean? Like I okay with my pen and I can half-ass my way through a hangout session, you know what I mean? But I'm, it's nothing like I'm going to write home about, like, I just killed motherfuckers out here freestyling murdering fools, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just not, it's, it's not me. That's not what I do. I do a lot of different things, but freestyle is not my strength, you know what I mean? Um, and so we go to do the show, and uh, we do the little freestyling of things, and I remember being kind of... Bitter at Dylan because he put our real names on it, and I was like, "No, nah, no, nah, you like you need to use our rap names, you know what I mean?" Yeah, and we didn't even really have fucking rap names at the time. <laughs> this is how, but that was like my mentality is like, "Nah, you got to have a rap name," you know what I mean? But now this is like late late nineties that it's still happening, and we still have no LCA CD or nothing. Um, I'm not even like Jimbo was my roommate at one point. He's not my roommate at that point. It's me and my homie Joe that I go back with some years. And um, from school, and <clears throat> Joe's a musician. He's in bands. He's my roommate at the time. Um, we get some little half-assed keyboard, and Joe starts making beats for me because he's like, you guys need beats. So he starts making beats for me. The keyboard didn't even have looping capabilities at all. It was just some cheap-ass keyboard that I came across. And uh, Joe would sit down, and, and he would play the whole beat live all the way through, recording it on the like the little four tracks that were on the the keyboard itself. And I'm like, when I say all the way through, like all the breaks, all the hi hats, all the everything, like, Oh damn. <clears throat> yeah. Super talented dude, super talented dude, great artist, a uh, great musician, good friend. You know, he just, he just always, uh, <clears throat> he's always been like that. And so some of the first beats we ever had was Joe for real, just like sitting there playing the song all the way through three, four minutes, however long the beat was with the, 
I don't even think we knew what the fuck 16 bars was. You know what I mean? Like Joe kind of laced me on all that in terms of like, well, you got to have breaks and you got to have a chorus and a bridge and all this other shit that I'm just like, nah, you just fucking rap. You know what I mean? Like it don't matter. You know, you just go. And uh, so he's making beats for us. I'm still not doing any kind of producing, but I'm watching it now and I'm seeing, okay, this is something that kind of, we need, we need to do this to keep the machine running. That's like another cat that without Joe, LCA doesn't exist because he's the one that first shows me how to record or not record, but like this, this is how a song is done. You know what I mean? Cause we're just fucking off. Like we just having fun, drinking, smoking, making shit ass freestyles with the homies. You know what I mean? It's just like, that's just what we was doing. There was no thought process in it. It was always just like, yo, Go get the go get the karaoke machine, and we just I pull the karaoke machine out the trunk. I put it in the room, and everybody grabbed a mic, passed the mic around. I think at one point I got two mics, so we didn't have to pass the mic around all the time. You there know you what go. I mean? Like just yeah. like Radio Shack realistic mics, like just doing whatever we could to just because out of the love of hip hop, like I'm a fan. I'm a fan first, first always. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I feel and, you, <clears throat> and so. Joe's making the beats for us. Um, everything's kind of moving. Um, me and Joe's making songs. Still no LCA. It's just like me and Joe, me and Joe B1, just kind of making some tracks. You know what I mean? Like Joey's making the beats for me. Uh, I'm rapping because I have a few songs that I've written at this point now. Now I want to lay them down. Okay. And so now we're like trying to record on the karaoke machine. It's not coming out very good. And then around that time, um, my homie Sam, uh, DJ Super Sam, he used to work across the way from me, and he knows that we're rapping or whatever, and he says, uh, I got a homie, and he makes beats, and he records tracks. And I'm like, oh, who the fuck is that? And he said, it's the homie A.E., and I says, A.E., I said, I never heard of him. He's a few years younger than me, no social media, you know, he's just word of mouth. And I'm like, okay, so Sam introduces me to, to AE, and AE actually starts hooking us up with beats, and then now we're recording at AE's house. And now I'm learning, like, oh, there's a whole other aspect of this that can happen. And um, <clears throat> I got back up. That show that we did where it was just me and Jimbo kind of did the live show with DJ Sacco, mm-hmm. my other homie, uh, Jose Kais J., he ended up getting up and rapping with us too. He's like, not my neighbor, but I know him. You know what I mean? I know him from the town. I've known him from skateboarding. I know him through my other homie, uh, Kenny. And I just, I know him. You know what I mean? And he ended up jumping up and rapping with us at that point. And it was cool. It was just like on some freestyle, having fun. You know, there's a decent amount of people there because Zacco was doing his thing. And uh, so... Now it's like, now I know this dude is rapping. He's kind of hanging out. And I got this, my main homie who's rapping. And then I got the other homie who's making beats. And then there's just me doing what I do, which is just kind of the glue of some weird ass shit, like the hub in some weird way a lot of times. And so um, <clears throat> I've, lo- I've lost track of Jimbo at this point. I get back in track with Jimbo. I'm like, yo, Joe's moving out. He's moving away. You should move in with me. He's like, cool. So now it's on because once Jimbo moves in and then uh, Kai's gets the apartment next door to me, now he's there full time too. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so <clears throat> it's just like 
And then my, my other homie, Slim, who's out of McKinleyville, he's also some other cats. And I got to shout out all these cats. I'm like backtracking again because I'm getting lost because I just start talking. But um, all the MVP cats, you know what I mean? Like uh, Big Wan Shan, the keyboard man, Jay Slim, JC Slick, uh, A Money, Big T, Pops, all those dudes like that I used to chill with out in McKinleyville. When I work with Slim, I met all them cats. And <clears throat> Big Wan Shan was actually one of the first dudes I ever saw recording on a computer. And it blew my mind. And this is like mm, mid to late 90s. You know what I mean? He's got cake, mm. he got cakewalk. If you're old enough to remember cakewalk, then you know what I'm talking about. But it was one of the first like music production programs that I can remember oh, in terms shit. of like making making a beat, maybe. You know what I mean? But they oh, had yeah. but and then Big Wan had a four track, like a reel to reel four track. And so I would go out there with those dudes and I'd bring Jimbo with me and uh, maybe we'd write some raps with them. A lot of times Jimbo just freestyled because he never really wrote nothing down and he would just show up and we'd party with those dudes and drink and smoke and do what we did. And then, you know, jump on the track. Uh, Big Wan Shan and Slim was making beats. So they had beats and, you know, they was doing their thing up there. So I, I got these dudes up here that I know now that are rapping too, you know. Where was they at? Uh, they was out of McKinleyville area. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah. And then, um, and then I do this, I'm working at another job and there I meet um, the same place I met Slim, James Boy, who's down with Potluck. At the time, they weren't even Potluck. It was just like, I don't even think that Ton and Underrated were together at that point when I first kind of was exposed to them. You know what I mean? Oh, and, damn. Yeah, it was, I mean, it's early, you know, like, and then, um, of course, it's like, it's like the same shit. Like, oh, you rap? Oh, fuck, my homie got the shit. You know what I mean? And then uh, brought Jimbo over there and, you know, just kind of f- fucked around with them, had a good time. And that was the first time that I saw, like, a real setup, like, underrated had 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 equipment you know what i mean he was already steps ahead of what i was even imagining at that time and i probably would say oh fuck like like then i was like oh shit like cats are out here like really trying to do it you know what i mean like that's dope and they was recording tracks at the time because james boy uh, he would bring cassette tapes or or like they i think they might even have had a video on like the public access channel at one point. I remember like having, oh, shit. yeah, having the video and it was just like, and it's like one of the, it's one of those songs I don't have a copy of. I wish I did, but I remember like I had the tape cause uh, James boy had given me the tape and, you know, let me borrow it. I should have dubbed it, but I didn't. Cause he was like, don't <laughs> dub it. you know. What I mean? yeah. And I was like respectful. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to dub it. And uh, so, and they're doing their thing now. You know what I mean? So there's this whole other crew of dudes doing their thing in humble. You know what I mean? I'm jumping all over the fucking place. <laughs> no, but it's really showing that, man, you've been like in the humble hip hop culture for like from the beginning. From from the ground. Yeah. Like, yeah. <clears throat> like, like uh, Swizz and uh, Garth and um, the Humble County Freestyle Kings or Underrated and Ton and, and them dudes, uh, the Dirty Rats too. Uh, there was some of the first live shows that we actually did as a, an official LCA group was with the Dirty Rats, like at a CR show, like way, 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 way back. I got half-ass video footage of it. 
Um, I have a lot of archive of video because I was very lucky that I had friends that had video cameras at that time and were into filming that thing. And that's like, it's another thing that I'm thankful for these guys that took that time to do those things because they didn't have to do that. They did it out of love. And that's just like another part of like LCA in my mind doesn't exist without like <clears throat> the Lit House crew, without like Leo and and uh, Dukes and uh, Dealey and all them cats over there, Hairball, all them dudes, because they always showed up and they always showed support. And they would videotape us and then, you know, maybe bring by a, a tape for me. And I just stash it away. And I've been recently trying to archive it digitally, but it's just, I didn't realize how much footage I had until I started doing it and just how lucky I was that those dudes caught those moments for me because. It's not like now where you got a camera in your pocket at all times. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <clears throat> I was actually talking to Joby about that uh, a couple weeks ago, saying like, I, I wish when we was younger, I wouldn't have been so anti-photo, and I would have took more photos. You know what I mean? Of us when we were younger, and you know, just because it's, some of these cats ain't here no more. You know, and that's just part of life. That's the way it happens. And with the, you know, <clears throat> pill and heroin epidemic that we got going, you know what I mean? It's like more and more cats go, you know, and, yeah, and it's, a wild, it's a wild, it's a wild thing to me that I have, you know, four people closely connected to me that have basically died from overdose. You know what I mean? And that's, that's wild to me to even like think that that's a, that that's a thing here in little ass Humboldt County, little ass Eureka, 28,000 people, you know, maybe a hundred thousand people in the whole fucking County. You know what I mean? Like, just me. And I know there's plenty of other people out there that have the same, uh, the same things that have happened to them and their family and their friends and, you know, all over. And it's not just here, it's all over. And it's, and it's, it's just wild to me. Yeah. But to get more <laughs> back on track. Um, I appreciate you giving respect to all the homies though. You even, you know, like, uh, the home, like I like the dudes that you're talking about, the videographers, because that's like, that's an art that, um, like we just saw, I don't know if you saw like the whole, like, uh, you know, I ain't going to get into it, but the Kanye West, like Cootie, like he was like taking all that video of Kanye West, like when Kanye was just first starting off, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And like, uh -huh. there's value in that, man. There's like real value in that. <clears throat> I bet once you get like all that footage digitized and that, and you, if you bring that out, folks will be like all over that. Well, my, my plan was always just to, once I started thinking on it was to put it digitally and then like just give it to the guys the original four or five members of lca which and the original members of like the the heart of lca is uh it's me kai's jay jaybo the unfadable jay slim and then the little homie optics and the little homie optics he wasn't really part of lca but he rolled tough with us you know what i mean like he was like our opening act you know what i mean and, it, and he was my he was my first exposure to um, the internet in terms of like cats connecting on the internet and making music together on the internet. He was on, uh, I think it's rap pages or something like that, some early shit. And he was doing like battles on rap pages. And basically they would set up battles with like, they was like, I'd choose you when they battle, you know what I mean? And then they would put each put a track out and then the fans or people who were in the forum or whatever would vote on it. Oh, wow. And Optics was winning, not all the time, but a good percentage of his 
battles that he was doing. And that was my first exposure to, oh shit, like this is a whole nother way to connect with cats that love hip hop. You know what I mean? Cause I love hip hop. And so I'm like, I'm all in. I'm like, this is dope as fuck. You know what I mean? Like, and there's all these other dudes with their starting to have home studios. Cause now computer recording is becoming more and more of a thing. And that was something, uh, optics was kind of already doing that. But I originally met him through AE and AE had his crew. Uh, it's like, uh, bees and, um, Lennox and, uh, Sammy Sam was over there with them and then optics and, and AE and they were all doing their thing. And, um, I remember AE like playing me one of the optics tracks and I was like, well, who is this? He just had this voice, you know what I mean? And I was like, who's this? And he's like, Oh, this, that's optics. Like I'm working on an album with him, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, Oh, that's dope. Like he's good. Like I'd like to meet him. You know what I mean? And so, A.E. tell you this day, I stole him, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I, I, it was never a planned thing, you know what I mean? It just kind of happened. Um, we're still not really doing any shows or anything. We're still just kind of like fucking off and just don't even have an album at this point. Um, You're talking LCA? LCA in general. We still don't have an album we're just doing our thing and then uh, recording tracks here and there. I'm recording tracks at Andy's or AE's. I'm recording tracks at my house. And we had like, I had this walk-in closet that I basically went and bought a bunch of eight crate foam that you put on your bed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, and did the walls all up. I bought a microphone, microphone stand. I bought an ADAT, which is like an eight track recording machine. That was like big. That was big for me. Like I didn't even have a mixing board to run it. Didn't even know what the fuck to do. You know what I mean? I was like, <laughs> I got this. We can record now. You got know the eight track. Yeah. Multiple tracks. Hell yeah. And uh, I didn't even have a, a mixing board to run it properly, but I did have like three smaller mixing boards that I ended up daisy chaining together and making it work. And, that's um, hip hop. That out of necessity, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like recording on some Radio Shack realistic microphone, um, just you know, just half-ass shit. That's you know, it's like I'm proud of it, but it's still it's not good enough. You know what I mean? Like always wanting better. Like we need to get better. Shit needs to be cleaner. Shit needs to be crisper. And so there comes a point where um, Oli from Diamondback he hits me up. And we're doing we're doing music, quote unquote, at this point. Like we're recording tracks, freestyling a lot. And then um, Oli hits me up. I probably threw Joby, and he says, uh, "I don't really be knowing Oli. I just know he's a promoter in the area. I know of him. I've met him, but I don't really be knowing him." And he calls me up. No cell phones, landline. You know what I mean, pager. He might page me. It's a pager era. <laughs> For real. Uh, he page. He hits me up, and he's like, "I heard you guys are making rap music over there." I'd like to hear what you're doing and maybe I could put you guys on some shows. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Fuck. Yeah. We got, <clears throat> you know what I mean? We got, we got songs. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you come by tomorrow and I'll give you a copy of what we have. And so I get off the phone and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, this dude's a promoter. Like I got to look half-ass professional. I got to have something, you know what I mean? I'm not just going to give him like a dub tape, you know, like, so at that time I got off the phone and I just started going through all of our shit all the stuff that we had freestyles songs that we had recorded. And, uh, I basically, I put together the first LCA album right there because oh, sick. That, that was, you know, Oli's coming over the promoters coming over. I want to have product for him. Uh, literally went to the Kinko's. They didn't even have a computer. I went to the Kinko's cut and paste all my shit. Yeah. 
So like the original original LCA. Oh yeah, shit! That's like the first OGs, and there's only a few of those that were probably even made maybe 25 at the most. Oh damn! Um, it's like <laughs> that's and I, dope. And I dope. literally didn't have a computer. Went to the fucking went to Kinko's, borrowed the computer, did all the type up. Um, you know, did everything that I could to make it look as professional as I could. I had a CD burner. I didn't have a computer. A CD burner is basically like they were early. Before you had a burner on your computer, it was like a double tape deck. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You put a CD on one side, you put a blank CD on the other side, and you could burn the CD over. And so yep. and then I burned a CD for Oli and made that. And I made a handful of them. And I think I even, like, Kais wasn't even on the album. And I had him do, like, this outro. Because he, he had songs and he had raps with us, but we hadn't recorded none of them yet. I'm like, go and do this outro. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. I had... Uh, Life's Epic recorded and that was like off of one of Big Wan Shan's beats because by this point Slim's fucking with us because Big Wan Shan moved to Vegas and Slim didn't have nobody to rap with no more and that's my that's like my brother you know what I mean I'm like <clears throat> come rap with us you know come rap with me and Jimbo and, and Jose we're just fucking around and uh, so Slim comes and starts fucking with us and so now we have another stable of beats too because Slim's got all the beats that him and uh Big Wan made together. Mm. And so now there's more beats, more songs can be made. It's just everything is just kind of now, now everything's kind of rolling. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, I put together this shit. Some of the songs are freestyles of uh, OEB and Jimbo because they were coming over to the house and just freestyling, but they was good. I thought good enough to put on there. And it gave us a little bit of uh, Eureka cred for an, an OG rapper from the area in my mind one is the dude you know what I mean like he's he's the dude in my mind you know what I mean like um, he's one of the first that I can remember and I just I like I got mad respect for that dude you know what I mean I gotta get him on the pod for <laughs> yeah, real yeah no I reached out to him I, I, I reached out to him and said that you know I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna give anybody their shine that I really feel needs their shine and he's one of the cats that you know, he's one of the originals in this area. Him and his his like I said, his his crew that he had rocking at the time. Um, yeah, a lot of those were lost to a lot of his tapes were lost through time, though. You know what I mean? Like, and I wish I had copies of those. Anybody got copies of old OEB stuff? I will gladly take a dub. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and they be out there too, man. I just saw recently. Nah, I'm not trying to, trying to interrupt. Go. You know. Uh, Eli Fowler was just um, saying that he found an old uh, Elijah album on eBay. Oh, the you Elijah album? Yeah. Yeah, this one here, the chapter one. That's the one, man. <laughs> <laughs> you can catch them, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so That's Humble County yeah, history. I actually, I actually almost brought you. I have an extra that I found somewhere still in the rap that I almost brought to you because I have a couple. Because if I catch them, I just I get them. You know what I mean? Because to me, they're history. You know, like I'm a, yeah. I'm a fan first, you mm -hmm. know? So I, I just love, I love hip hop and I love humble and I love humble hip hop. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like. And I just, I really, <clears throat> that's what I respect about what you're doing is I feel what you're doing for the scene is awesome. You know what I mean? Because you're giving people a platform to be able to uh, display their music and uh, maybe get, get some exposure that they may not get just putting their shit on SoundCloud or, you know, having a, a song come out on Spotify. You know what I mean? Like, because you can get lost in the ocean of rap music nowadays. Mm -hmm. Where I was lucky when I was younger, there wasn't, you know, 
everybody wasn't a rapper. Everybody wasn't a producer. Everybody wasn't a DJ. You know what I mean? Like you got, I got clown for being a rapper. You know what I mean? I got like, I got <clears throat> shit on for being a rapper. I got made fun of for liking hip hop. You know what I mean? Like I can remember people just looking at me sideways like, oh, you rap? Oh, okay. And then they maybe come to a show or whatever and then get done. And they'd be like, oh, you like really rap? Mm-hmm. I'm like, and that was always validating for me at that point because we would, when you could convince somebody that's already doubting you, you know what I mean? Just off the jump, like, oh, you, oh, you a rapper, you know what I mean? And then they come and see you perform or maybe you give them a CD. You're like, yeah, I mean, peep it. If you like it, you like it. And if not, that's cool too. Pass it on. You know what I mean? Like, yep. They can't, what, what happens is they can't see it and, you know, not give respect to your skills. They may people yeah. may not, people may come in and they may not like hip hop, but when they see somebody up on the stage actually spitting like that and can actually do it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they they have to give some respect to that. It's we not were, easy. No, we were very. I'm a very planned out person in some ways. I know I keep saying like LCA wasn't a planned thing, but it was like if we was doing a show, then. I, we need to have flyers and we need to be handing out flyers and we need to be doing this. Like I'm very calculated in the moves. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. once the moves are start, are it's time to make moves. Like I'm very calculated in my moves. So it was like, okay, we need product. So only comes through. I make this little first five CDs or maybe 25 CDs like that. And then a couple of the homies is like, well, let me get one of them. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I'm here. I'm not even charging nothing for them. I'm like, here, yeah, def take it. And then somebody else, bro, you got the CD that fucking you gave to so-and-so. Let me get one. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, here. And then it just kind of like, it starts moving. You know what I mean? And then because Optic Song is on there, he wants some copies too, so he can give to his friends. And so now at this point, I'm like, okay, well, I got to do something. And so Jose is like, yo, we need to, we need to make some more CDs. I'm like, cool. So he takes 20 bucks. I take 20 bucks. And we go in and we basically, quote unquote, press up, basically make more Cidic Kinkos, cutting up covers, copying them off, doing the thing. And we make up more and and then we sell them and they end up selling and we sell out of them. And then Joby, he says, yo, that cover that you have is weak, bro. You need a better cover. He says, I hooked you up. And so he drew me a better cover. Oh, shit. So he draws me the bottle you know what i mean and so he does that and so i'm like oh yeah that's way better than that little fucking half-ass lca i had on it that's sick but that was just something in my mind that i was like well people know what it is it was just like lca they see in it doesn't matter if they know what it stands for it'll just it's like branding you know what i mean like just get it out there Mm -hmm. and then we just make 50 more and then like before i know it you know, we're, I don't want to say we're moving units, but we're selling more CDs than I anticipated us to sell just off of Oli coming through and saying, yo, I need to hear what you guys are doing so I can put you on some shows. So without Oli, there is no LCA, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. shout out you, to Oli. Yeah. Because if you don't make that call <clears throat> and, and have me do that, maybe it doesn't kick me in the ass to want to look more professional and have a CD and probably around this time potluck is really do starting to do their thing and i think they they might have had their um i don't know if their first album was out or if they had the lost souls thing that they were still it was like a demo that they'd made that um james boy let me peep and uh i dubbed it 
I wasn't supposed to, but I've done it. I apologize. <laughs> I never gave it to nobody, but I had to have it for myself because it was so it was so good to me at that time. Like I couldn't believe like uh, what they were creating uh, over there at Underrated's spot, and just like how crisp and clean everything was, and uh, it was it was like mind blowing to me. And I'd already heard the stuff that they'd done when he was giving me tapes, like they. The song that always stands out in my head is like, it just had this course like Humboldt County. I'm living in Humboldt County. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, but it was like way before potluck was even a thing. I think it was just uh, underrated and James Boy at the time on that song. But I remember like oh, just shit. playing the fuck out of that tape and showing all the homies like, bro, check it. Like this cat's out here like repping Humboldt like hard. You know what I mean? Like yeah. doing it. So you were seeing that happening at the same time as you were doing your moves. We, That's we're, that dope. we were trying. <clears throat> yeah, we were trying. We we didn't have the. Uh, I didn't have. I didn't know that you could do it. You know what I mean? And and maybe I didn't believe that I could do it. Who the fuck knows? You know what I mean? Like maybe I, you just hadn't seen it done. I hadn't seen it done. So it's like when nobody shows you how to cook, you're gonna fuck up a lot of recipes. You know Fast. what I mean? And if you don't even have a recipe, you know what I mean? Right. You're really gonna burn some food, you know? And I had zero recipe other than your MTV raps and the source, you know, and it was like yo it wasn't like you could just Google some shit now where it's like, oh, I'm stuck on this machine. Let me Google it and find a YouTube video. And there's 10 people telling you how to fix it, you know, right. which is a wonderful, great thing. I'm not taking nothing from any of that. Like, it's amazing that we can do that nowadays. It's helped me through all kinds of just regular everyday life shit that I don't know sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. um, but, but it didn't used to be like that. No, you had to like, I, I mean, I for real was going through my boxes trying to find some of these CDs and I came across like a Pro Tools for Dummies, you know what I mean? Because the internet wasn't like that then, you know what I mean? Like, And even to get anything off the internet took forever at that time. digital revolution was starting to happen in terms of everything you know what i mean like just um cell phones everything like communication in general being able to communicate in an instant instead of having to wait or have somebody call you back on the page or what the fuck ever it was that happened at that time you know it was just Mm -hmm. things moved a little bit slower and which was good but at the same time like i I'm very happy with the conveniences that we have nowadays because it it makes it easy to communicate. Like maybe I don't have to always pick up the phone to call somebody, but if I'm thinking about the homie, I can just shoot the text. Like, yo, she's got you on my mind. I just want to make you make sure you know I'm thinking about you and I got you on my mind and I hope you're good. And as long as they shoot back and be like, I'm good, but I'm cool with it. You know what I mean? And when I get some time, maybe I'll call them up, be like, what's up? So yep, yep. Um, <clears throat> so the digital age is happening and um i got this group of dudes now i shouldn't say i have but there's this group of dudes now and we're all together and we have the lca name and we've got our cds and now it's like well let's do a show you know what i mean like let's put on a live show and i knew of how to book shows from my days in high school i used to run around with like a lot of the punk bands and basically help set up and do that stuff. So I knew of venues, I knew of places, I knew of things, and uh, 
me and Kai's went down to the Vista and we were just like, talk to Bob because that was one of the few venues where it was all ages at the time. <clears throat> and we booked the show down there, like set a date. I'm like, let's make some flyers. So we make a bunch of flyers. We go to Summerfest. It's like one of the first years of Summerfest or maybe the second year of Summerfest. And because I know Oli, uh, he lets me hand out flyers. We're not on Summerfest that year. I think Potluck was actually the headliner that year. Oh, shit. Yeah. <clears throat> or they were up there. The year before, it was like the Humboldt County Freestyle Kings. I remember that because that was like one of the first times that I saw those dudes and being blown away by that whole just like... I don't want to call it madness, but just like the insanity of what it was. You know what I mean? It was like live band dudes just ripping the mic. Garth was killing it. You know what I mean? Like it was just doing what it does. Yeah. And uh, that was Humboldt County history. Yeah. Right yeah. There, yeah. No, man. I mean, Summerfest was a, a big thing back 2000, late 90s, early 2000s. You know what I mean? It was like a regular thing that was like, I don't want to say it was like going to be reggae on the river or nothing like that, but it pulled people and it had like, like it was an event, you know, that people would go to and it was a good time. And that was all because of Holy and his connections with being promoter and being able to bring outside people in to perform and do all these things. And uh shout out to Oli. Yeah, man. bro. That's that's my dude. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we have chop up sessions like on a regular where he just come through and just chill in my spot and we just I'm a type where I keep in contact with people, you know what I mean? Like and especially if they are like for real my people, you know what I mean? And Oli's for real my people, you know, like I got a lot of love for that dude too, because like I said, without him there is no LCA. Without all these people that I I'm trying to shout out and hopefully not forgetting anyone, you know what I mean? That you know, without all of these people, I don't, I don't get to do the things that I did with music with the people that I did. You know what I mean? And and I'm thankful for that because it's all a journey anyway. And at least I have, even if I don't have money in the bank from it, I have a lot of good stories. I have a lot of good times. You know what I mean? I, I met a lot of good people, you know, and, yeah. you know, I don't want to say I'm like, I'm not really in the scene anymore. I'm just more of a background guy and living my life and doing my thing. And I make music for me because I have to make music. Like I tried to pack my shit up at one point and literally packed all my shit up and put it away and just said, no, I'm done. You know, and your, then your whole studio, the whole thing, everything, every, all my records, everything just packed it all up and put it the fuck away. It was shortly after I finished how we do this with Eli. Cause I was working on, at that time, I'm jumping way ahead right now, but at that no, good. at that time, um, LCA had broken up. Um, Eli and I were doing the live band thing. It wasn't really working out. Um, but the Highland Court guys with Joey and, and Vo and uh, Robbie. And, uh, and then I was getting ready to have my daughter and... My comp and I was working on my solo album. So for the first time ever in my rap life, whatever the fuck you want to call it, I'm like, I'm going to focus on me and I'm going to do me because I've sharpened all my skills at this point. Like at that point, I was <clears throat> knocking out two, three, four, five beats a day, like just bam, 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 bam. Just oh, like shit. getting records like, you know, all over the place that I could, uh, you know, banding at the works. He hooked me up. Um, 
my homie Max, uh, Professor Maxwell, I call him, you know what I mean? Uh, he's a big record collector. Anything that he didn't want, he'd just be like, Case, are you into it? I'm like, I'm in it, whatever. You know what I mean? I don't give a fuck if it's grimy, dirty, scratched. I'll take it. If it's free, especially, like, I'm a cheap motherfucker, so I'm not going <laughs> to go out and spend, you know, good money on vinyl if I can get it for free. For real. You know? <clears throat> and so... Uh, I'm, I'm working on a project with Eli. I'm working on the how we do this stuff. We were calling it Perfect Strangers at that time, I think. Um, and so we're doing those tracks. I got solo tracks with Eli. I got solo tracks with myself. And then my computer just took a shit. <clears throat> and I lost all my work. Oh, shit. Like everything that I'd been working on, like all, all my beats, all everything, because I wasn't backing up like I should have been. I should have been throwing it on externals and doing all the things that I do. Now, you know, and this isn't like the first time that happened to me. It happened to me before, but I, at the time I just recovered and did my thing. I'm like, well, I lost all those. But at that moment, for whatever reason, I just took it as a sign from the universe that it wasn't like, this is not where you're supposed to be focused right now. You need to be focusing on something different. And so, like I said, my daughter was about to be born. So around that time, that's what I felt I needed to focus on. So I focused on my daughter and just packed all that shit up because I was a very selfish person in the aspect of hip hop controlled my life at that point, you know, and I hated hip hop at that moment too. I was so mad at it and so angry at it because in my mind, I was failing at it because I wasn't getting paid. Like I thought I should be getting paid. I wasn't getting the respect I felt I should be getting in the County. You know what I mean? For whatever reason, like my own little personal hangups, you know what I mean? So, um, and I never really even thought that how he do this stuff would do anything. Uh, and then Eli hit me up and he was like, yo, I want to put this shit out. Like, it's good. And I just told him, I'm like, bro, I'm not even in that mind frame anymore. Like, if you want to put it out, that's all on you. Cause I, I've always been like the dude to who's, who's putting it together. I'm the dude that's doing all that legwork and, you know, organizing everything. And I just was like, I need, I just, I just need to step the fuck away and just be me and without being mental case, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. and be, and be case. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, and he was like, okay, you're cool with it. I'm like, homie, I trust you. If, if anything comes of it, I know you'll take care of me. You know what I mean? And if it happens, it happens, you know? And honestly, I didn't think he was really going to follow through just because I'm just nothing personal on him. That's just what I thought, you know. And then he, what do you think of he hit me up? What do you think about this order? I'm like, yeah, that's cool, bro. Whatever you want to do. And he'd be like, I'm going to take it over to Jada Sarge and get it kind of cleaned up on the mix. You cool with that? I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever, bro. Like, whatever you want to do. And then he's like, we just need a cover. So I kind of made the the half-assed cover that it had. <clears throat> Not the one that's on Spotify, but it had like the... I've seen both of them, yeah. Somewhere in the, in the fucking crate. But so I made the the little graphic design half-assed for it that is the sticker on the front of the album. You mm-hmm. know? And then one day he just shows up at the house and he's got copies of it for me and he's like, "Here, bro, fucking blah 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 blah." And I was like, and I was stoked that he did it because I really was not in that mind frame, you know what I mean? And I was I was stoked on it. I was, I've thanked him for it because it none of, none of that stuff would have saw the light of day if it wasn't for him. And I was I was really and I've got a lot of um, good compliments on it from people over time saying that you know it's some of people that I've known and have seen me grow over my rap life, however the fuck you want to call it, you know what I mean? And said that some of the best work that I've done and the production on it's awesome and what me and him did 
with that project was just like it's crazy you know what I mean and that's facts. It's true. Whoever said that, they're right wrong with that shit, man. Yeah, I, and I appreciate it all. You know what I mean? I'm just, I'm a really humble dude, so I, I have a hard time taking compliments sometimes. You know what I mean? Like people start giving me compliments, and I'm like, bro, shut the fuck up. <laughs> that's just, that's just me. But that's just like my own hangups and beating myself up of being not good enough. You know what I mean? Because uh, until I'm. It's never good enough, though. I say it all the time. I could sell 100 CDs, and I'd be like, why I didn't sell 250? I sell 250 CDs. I'd be like, why didn't I sell 500? I sell 500 CDs. I'd be like, why didn't I sell 1,000? I sell 1,000 CDs. I'm like, why I didn't sell 5,000? And, and, and it wouldn't matter how many CDs I was selling or how many views I got if I had a video or whatever the fuck it was, I would always be like, why am I not doing better than this? Like, I always had that problem um, when we would perform we got a lot of love from the homies. The homies would always show up and they would always support like every live show we did. The homies was there front row rapping along with us. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and I didn't realize it at the time until I started watching all these video archives and, and seeing what was really going on. And at the time I didn't appreciate that. You know what I mean? Like I should have, I should have been more like, bro, you know, giving big love to them dudes doing that. But in my stupid head, I'm like, well, yeah, that's the homies. They supposed to do that. You know what I mean? They supposed to show you support, but like, I want this dude that doesn't know me out here. Who's looking at me all weird in the crowd. You know what I mean? Like I want to impress this stranger dude that I don't even be knowing, you know what I mean? For whatever fucking reason in my head, that was the important person in the room, which was dumb. Because really the people up front that were showing love and buying the CDs and knowing the lyrics, those were the cats I should have really been like uh, focusing on. You know what I mean? Like I was thankful for them, but not like I am now. You know what I mean? I appreciate the love that they gave at that time because without them, there is no LCA. You know, it's just like one more part of the puzzle. If the homies don't come and support or come to the shows or do any of that, then we can't do anything. Like, what's the point? We just out here performing for ourselves or stroking our own egos at a certain point. And it wasn't like we were pulling hundreds of people or nothing like that, but we, I mean, I got enough footage to know that we did. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, now, as you're saying that, man, I, all I know, you know, cause I'm, like I said, you, we talked about, you know, I'm not born and raised around here. I've been around here for 20 years. I was not around here when things were like, I think, really popping on the scene at that point in time. And um, so I, I don't, I, I'm looking from an outside perspective mm -hmm. and an afterthought perspective, as in like I'm coming in afterwards, right? And all I know is I see the folks that have been in Humboldt County that were into the culture at that point in time. And there's a large amount of people in Humboldt County that got respect for LCA, man. Like LCA is known. We had a lot of local support. So every area like in Humboldt had like their own dudes that were representing the town. You know what I mean? Like you had the MVP guys up in McKinleyville doing their thing. Um, I got lucky and Slim came and slid with us. So we, we automatically we get McKinleyville now, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So we're getting that fan base because, you know, I don't want to say Slim's like a legend in fucking <laughs> in the Mac, but, you know, people know the dude. And so we're getting yeah. all that. Um, you know, you have Potluck in Arcata doing their thing. And you got the Rats in Fortuna doing their thing. And you got uh, Subsab, the Humboldt County Freestyle Kings, that whole thing going on down there too. So you have all these entities that are all trying to represent 
humble because that's really where it's at. It's not like you're out here like Eureka, Fortuna, Arcata. You know what I mean? You represent the county because that's the culture here is the whole county, you know? Yep. And uh, so <clears throat> everybody wants to be the one. Everybody wants to be the first, you know what I mean? The first. And then all of a sudden, out of, I don't want to say out of nowhere, but it was like, out of nowhere, here comes Manifest with like the first Humboldt County CD, <laughs> which is like also another CD that I don't have for my collection of the archive. And if anybody got it, shout out, I'll take it. You know what I yeah. mean? Like anything I don't have, I love to have for my collection of the local stuff. I try and I've always tried and buy everybody's first album. You know, I got most of the Dirty Rat stuff. I got most of Potluck stuff. I got a lot of the Sub Sab guys stuff. You know, I got the Humboldt County Freestyle King stuff. I got early Garth stuff. You know, anytime I could come across it, even before I met him and even before I knew him, I was trying to support because I'm a fan first, you know, and I love hip hop and I love Humboldt and I love Humboldt hip hop. So I'm trying to, you know, keep everything moving and keep everything going and <clears throat> just build relationships along the way. And I've, Made relationships with cats, I don't know, most of them, you know what I mean? Not all of them, but most of them, at least, if they don't know me, they might know of me, maybe. I don't know. Maybe yeah. they could give oh, two shits. I bet they know of you. you know? Yeah. <clears throat> they got to be, be young and new to the area to yeah. not know about you, or so, LCA. Um, and then, because of optics, and optics was young, he, wasn't, he was still in high school when, we, uh, when I met him. And so, because he's in high school, all of a sudden now we're getting that that fucking like we getting that <clears throat> that that hunger for music money. You know what I'm saying? Like all they yeah. got is rap, and now they got this little dude at the high school rapping, and he's like, I don't know if he's a fucking superstar at school or what, but we just started selling mad CDs because he had people there that was willing to buy CDs. He was probably selling more CDs than anybody in terms of like going out and so there came a certain That's point dope. yeah well there comes a certain point where like okay well now optics needs his own album so he can sell his own cds and you know because he's selling lca cds that's cool because his song's on there but he needs to have his own cd so we do the he does a little eyes wide open mixtape or no <clears throat> the first one. Oh, sick you got it yeah, the official bootleg EP. Oh damn! And so um, that's some sick art too. Yeah. So he did all that himself, and then me and him oh, would shit. sit down and uh, we would put together CDs, and it was a two disc compilation. Oh uh, damn! And it was like songs he had that he had done with Slim or with other people or his uh, his little rapping homie L Tactics at the time, and then the other the bonus disc was basically his battles that he had done on the rapmusic.com and so we just did that like as a bonus disc oh sick yeah and so then he starts selling his CDs and, and he's doing good with his shit you know and we're not selling thousands we're doing hundreds you know what I mean and it's it's okay it's basically feeding the machine to keep making more you know what mm -hmm. I mean and the, so far the only money that's put in is the $20 that I put in the $20 that Kai's put in and so, and from there, y'all kept it going. Yeah, though. no, we just kept building and, and doing more and more and more. And, and, you know, we were just like, it was never a planned thing. It just kind of kept happening. And we we go to do the first show. I don't think we'd had this EP out yet. It was just that this LCA album, the first one. Mm -hmm. And we go to do that show. We've sold some CDs at this point. Um, we get a good turnout. I have some homies on this show with me. Got Don Juan on the show. Got uh, TYML on the show, 
and I got um, an optics and nail tactics on the show. And Dope. we do we do pretty good. And then <clears throat> there's a, it's a good turnout. It's like more than I anticipated, like way more than I anticipated. I, I expected a handful of people, and we like the the Vista's not a huge joint, but it was like elbow to elbow, like. It was it was pretty it was pretty packed up, <clears throat> so. and um, at the end of the show, the owner of the Vista he comes up and he's like, he goes to give us the money. It was a I think we charged like three dollars a head or whatever, and he's 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 gonna take one, we get two. You know what I mean? And I'm like, okay, cool. And then so he comes back and he gives us he gives us six hundred dollars and he goes, y'all get the whole door tonight. I made a killing at the bar. Anytime you want to come back. You come back and you book a show with me. And I just remember looking at Kai's and just being like, bro, like we just made like $600 for like rapping. You know what I mean? Like this is crazy, you know, and it's not a ton of money. I know there's more money to be made in rap. But at that time to me, I was like, okay, this is like viable thing. Like we can, from never being a planned thing, like, oh shit, like we made $600 now split however many ways that goes. It doesn't go very far because I'm trying to pay the other acts that came with us. Not a lot because I just split it up to what it was. You know what I mean? Like how much work did you put in? How many hanger flyers did you hang? You know what I mean? Like, you know, how many people did you bring to the venue? You know what I mean? Type shit. Mm -hmm. Just trying to be fair because I knew that as soon as you ain't giving somebody something, they're like, oh, this dude, you know, he out here doing all this and making all that. And I'm not getting nothing off of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I would trade studio time too for, you know, cats to do things with us. I was recording a lot of people for free at that time back in the day because I just wanted to hone my skills. So I wasn't really charging anybody to record in the studio that I had. I didn't even feel it was a studio. It was just like a, this big ass walk-in closet that I had the microphone set up in. It was kind of deadened and I had the eight track or whatever, you know what I mean? And just recording, <clears throat> just recording cats and trying to, to learn how to record and how to catch it and how to make it right and what sounded good. And then it came. And that's out. all for the love of the culture, man. Uh, it's all it's all just love. You know what I mean? Like I love yeah. it. I love it. I still will do shit for free just because I love it. I'd love to get paid. You know what I mean? Like I, I money's nice, but I do it because I love it, not because I want to get paid. There was a time that I hated it because I wasn't getting paid though. You know, because you it's like anything, you put a lot of work into something, and then at a certain point you're like, what the fuck am I doing? You know what I mean? Like, why the fuck am I doing this? You know, and you start getting bitter and jaded at it, especially if you're seeing maybe other cats that might be succeeding better than you. Nobody local. I'm going to go ahead and say that right now. You know what I mean? Like, but other cats that you came across maybe while you out on the road and maybe they're succeeding and you're like, bro, they, we're better than them, but they have better business sense. You know what I mean? Because if there's anything that if there's any young cats that listen to this episode, like <clears throat> that's what you need to focus on is the business. You know what I mean? Like rap and the production and all that shit, like it's part of it and you got to be at least decent with it. You know what I mean? But I guarantee there's a lot of trash motherfuckers out there that are making money. You know what I mean? Like just because they smart with their business or they're smart on their hustle. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't just sit at home and <clears throat> put out a, if you're a producer and you putting out one beat every month, you ain't no. you ain't never gonna go past that. You know what I mean? Like you need to be for real putting in work daily, at least one beat a day. That needs to be your goal. Bare minimum. One making one beat a day, bare minimum as a producer. So one, you're gonna get better. 
You think the dudes in the NFL just go out and practice for like an hour a week? You know right. what I mean? <laughs> like, right. Like that's what it is. It's, it's with anything. Mm-hmm. That was the the one thing about LCA that we did was practice. So our live shows were always like really good compared to other cats. Maybe even when we started going out of town and going on the road, <clears throat> we would get a lot of like, damn, like you guys are, like, are really good live. Like you look like you've been doing this together for a long time because we are so in sync with each other because of the, the, we practice once a week, we practice, get together, drink, smoke, go through the set. You know what I mean? Whatever the songs were, that was the songs that we was doing for whatever next show was coming up. And then we do the shows and then Oli started giving us more and more shows to open for bigger names, you know what I mean? And and that helped because that expanded our fan base and we could sell more CDs. And, and <clears throat> by this point now we got T-shirts and we're selling merch, you know what I mean? Like we're trying to up our game every single time. It's like everything is just a process of step by step by step by step trying to get better at everything. And You definitely seem like a growth-minded person, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, yeah (laughs) yeah i mean if you're not growing then you stale you know what i mean like you can sit there and do the same thing over and over and over and over again and not try and make it better or not try and clean it up or not try and you know progress or do anything and it's just like what are you going to do at that point you know like you just you're not even floating with the stream at that point you just you just like stale you know yeah and um i I hold myself to such a high standard in terms of like perfection and all those things that, and I, I know I talked about this with you earlier. It's like nothing is ever fucking good enough. Whenever I do it, like I can listen to somebody else's beats, like go through listen to instrumentals and be like, damn, that's nice. And then <clears throat> really start listening to it and see the breakdown and see how it's done and see how it's made and know how it's put together at a certain point, you know, cause you've done it long enough. You, you realize that. Yeah. And then be like, if I made this beat, I would hate it. You know what I mean? For whatever reason, you know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. my standard is if it doesn't annoy me after five minutes, okay. You know what I mean? Like, okay, it doesn't suck. You know what I mean? Like that's my standard. It doesn't suck. You know, <laughs> highway and me joke about that all the time. Cause I'll be like, I'll say something like, well, it doesn't suck. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so, now that's high standards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and it's more just like, that's just how I am. You know what I mean? I'm not, and when I say it doesn't suck, I'm not talking about Aaron's shit. I'm talking about my shit. You know what I mean? Like, cause Aaron is, is pretty flawless in what he does. And he's a very, um, his growth is amazing. I've watched him from the very beginning of, uh, when he first kind of came into the scene or whatever, cause he's a few years younger than me. And that was just also by, by the universe gravitating him towards us, you know, like, cause now it's like, we're, I want to say some years into this, at least five or six, maybe seven years into making music as a group. You know what I mean? LCA has rearranged at this point by the time that we come across highway and, um, and everybody's a fucking rapper and everybody's a producer and everybody's a DJ. So I'm already kind of like, I don't really want to fuck with anybody new. I fucked with everybody already in terms of like the cats that I came up with. I've recorded a lot of dudes locally. I know a lot of the local rappers in Eureka, at least like Fortuna, Arcata, uh, Southern Humboldt. It's like a, t- a totally different world from Eureka. You know what I mean? <clears throat> no shade on none of them areas. Um, but I knew everybody locally in Eureka that was doing it, you know? And then, so it's like one more dude, here's one more dude in my mind, you know? And then 
Kai's ends up listening to it. He's like, Case, you need to listen to him. He's good. And I'm like, bro, like, I, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know, bro. I'm not, I'm not really fucking with you. He gave me the CD. You got some high standards. Bro, no, it's not even like high standards. I just was like, I was, I, it's hard to explain like my, the bitterness of my mind state at a certain point of doing this. Like I've been doing this. I've been worked with people. I've sat through lots of hours upon hours of hours of hours of recording Cats, different cats, cats that was supposed to come through on things, cats that was supposed to give me beats, cats that I was helping out, that was supposed to do this. There's a, a handful of cats that really came through and like gave me props or thanks. Uh, OEB is one of them. OEB is one of the first cats that really was like paying me to do studio time. And, and it was just on, like, he said he was going to the big studios, like uh, Big Bang and Two Street Music. They had full-blown studios there at the time. And he was, uh, he's like, Casey, you need to take this money because, you know, I'm coming here and I'm recording and what you're doing is better than what the big studios is doing. And you don't even have a full big setup. In term, because, and it wasn't like what I was doing was better. It was, I had an ear for hip hop where you're having these old rock and roll dudes trying to record hip hop back in the day. You don't have the hip hop engineers that are here now where they've been listening to hip hop or rap for 20 years or whatever. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. rap was still, though to those dudes, that's not even music. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like they don't even want to sit through that session. They're getting paid for it though. So they're going to sit through it. <clears throat> and James was going and getting things recorded and paying to get things recorded. And then um, he, he was like one of the first cats that like made me feel good. Like, okay, I, what I'm doing, I'm progressing. I'm getting better. Uh, you know, like I said, it's just one more, one more piece of the puzzle that is my rap life. <laughs> you know, I don't know how to fucking say it. The history, man. The, well, it's just part of it. I just, I love, I love hip hop. I love it. You know, like I can talk about it for hours. I can talk about all aspects of it. You know, it's just, it's in me. I can't help it. Even when I wanted to quit, like I said, I packed all my shit up at one point and I wanted to quit and I had to do it again. You know, there came a, I tried to find other outlets. I really did. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll buy an old car, work on an old car. I'll mm -hmm. get an old school going. I'll be nice. You know, <laughs> yeah. didn't do it. You know, I'll do this. I'll do that. Nothing ever like really got me. And then, uh, <clears throat> one of my friends, a close friend of mine passed and I, and I just didn't know what the fuck, you know what I mean? I needed an outlet. And so I, I unpacked my shit. I had quit smoking by that point. So I didn't even know, like in my mind, I couldn't even create cause I wasn't smoking. You know what I mean? Like in some <laughs> weird ass way, I was like, Oh, I can't even like make beats cause I'm not high. Cause I'm not creative. Cause you know, when you high, you creative, which is not, that, that's, that's not, a, that's not a truth. You know right, what I mean? That's like, the thought, but that's not yeah, true. That's you not know? true. Yes, when you smoke in, it's going to open your mind to other things that you may not be open to all the time. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to open elements that you may not see when you're in a sober mind state. Like, of course, you know, but it it doesn't hinder you or help you either way. You know what I mean? It's just there for me. You know what I mean? Like, I was when I was smoking, I was smoking. You know what I mean? Like, full-blown, full all day, every day. You know what I mean? Like, wake up. Time I go to sleep, wake up in the middle of the night, couldn't <laughs> go back to sleep, smoke again, you know. And uh, when I when I packed up all my stuff, I just I just stopped smoking weed randomly. It wasn't even by choice. It was just a, a random thing. It was like I got I got real sick and ended up uh, got real sick, and then I didn't smoke for like forty eight hours. And that was the first time I'd done that 
since I could remember. You know what I mean? Since I started like as a youth, you know what I mean? Like I was blown hella big as a youth, but you know, smoking my first weed in fifth grade, you know what I mean? Like stupid, you know? And then like really smoking through high school and then beyond, you know what I mean? <clears throat> Nothing to brag on. It's just what it was. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I quit smoking for 48 hours and I was like, well, fuck, I don't think I remember the last time I did that, you know, not smoking for 24 hours. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to see how far I could go. And I went the five years that I had my shit packed up basically. <clears throat> oh, damn. Yeah. Didn't, didn't smoke. Didn't, uh, a couple of my friends said you could tell, you know, but a couple of my friends said I'd never smoke again. You know what I mean? And, and shit like that. I'm a, I'm an occasional guy right now. You know what I mean? Like when, when I'm feeling the mood, I do it. I just don't, I don't feel I need to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not against it. It's just, it's not part of my rotation anymore. Mm-hmm. So when I unpacked all my shit, I didn't think that I could create anymore because I wasn't smoking weed. And then I just kind of, just kind of laid out a beat. You know, and uh, and I was like, oh, shit, I guess I can do this, you know, and then just kind of start the process again and just making beats on a casual, not forcing myself. You know, I don't hold myself to the day of beat standard, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Not anymore. No, not anymore. (laughs) I I don't got time for all that no more. Like time is my enemy nowadays. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I never have enough time. That's why I was like, if I carve something out. You know, I'm carving out from my life right now, you know, with my family, which is really my priority nowadays. And I'm lucky that my family understands that I'm a creative person. So they give me my time to do my stuff. Like if I go out back to my room where I got all my shit set up, like I just go out to my room and I do my shit and I come in when I come in and I'm thankful that they understand that. You know what I mean? And uh, I'm, I'm very lucky in a lot of aspects of that. So if I could be out there all day, every day, you know what I mean? And I didn't have to provide and go to work and do all these things, then that's what I would do because I love it. You know, I'd just be out there making beats, giving them to people. You know what I mean? Here, just rap on it. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to make music. I want to represent the county. I want everything to be nice. You know, I want to be cool. If you're feeling it, you're feeling it. If you're not, you're not. You know, don't take a beat if you ain't feeling it. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, so... I just got on, went on a tangent. I'm lost now. I don't even know where the no, fuck I am. No, it's all good. I love it, though. You're showing, like, all of it, the growth. You know what I'm saying? And one real quick thing I want to say, that's a real that's a real show, uh, a testament to your discipline to be living in Humboldt County and to, sh- and to you know, drop smoking like that. You know what I'm saying? Like you did it for five years. Man, yeah. that's respectable, man, because I know a lot of folks around here smoking that wouldn't do that. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't a it wasn't a conscious thing. You know what I'm saying? Like I just went with the universe, you know what I'm saying? Like I went with the flow, like this is the direction I'm going to go now. Uh, one of my friends, uh, he said at one point, he's like, bro, you quit smoking. You like case 2.0 right now. You like, you like on. Cause I always used to like smoke weed to keep me reeled in and reeled back. And you know what I mean? Mellow me out and chill me out and not be so wound so fucking tight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I've, learned other ways to do this now you know what i mean in terms of like non-medicative ways and just you know more meditative ways you know what i mean of adjusting myself you know self-reflection is huge you know So for like for you having seen 
the progression of hip hop over the last, you know, this is 2023 at this point. Right. I was about to say 2022. Where in 2023, we've seen hip hop progress for over like f- almost 40 years now. Yeah. Right? So right. we've seen different eras. We've seen different things. Yeah. In your opinion, on from someone living in Humboldt County, having been an, being an artist making hip hop mm-hmm. in Humboldt County, what would you say out of all the eras of hip hop, 80s and the subcultures in the 80s, 90s and different, you know, niches in the 90s, the 2000s, what is what is your favorite era? Well, I mean, I'm a 90s kid, so you know what I mean? It's going to be that late 80s to early 90s before it got super commercialized, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> hip hop is a super mega business now, you know, I was watching uh, an interview with Kid from Kid and Play, and, and he said in the interview, he said that they turned down a deal with Coca-Cola back in the day because they would have been called sellouts. You know, now you got cats like doing McDonald's commercials and KFC commercials and shit like that. Right. And that's, that's fine. You know what I mean? Like, get that money. That's what it is. It's acceptable now. But at that time, there are certain things that just weren't acceptable. I mean, like, white rappers were not acceptable, you know, <clears throat> guests in the house of hip hop type of stuff, you know. It's it's the truth, you know, but I also feel that I've been staying in the house as long as I can remember, you know what I mean? So do, do I get to, do I ever get to live in the house? You know what I mean? Like I respect it. I have nothing but love for it. You know what I mean? Like I respect everything about it. Like I'm probably more well-versed on a lot of hip hop than most cats just in general, because I'm a fiend for it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But me and my homie Slim, we used to <clears throat> read the inside covers. We get the fucking, you buy the CD, you read the inside covers. I'm knowing like everything about it. I'm knowing where it's getting manufactured. Who's manufacturing it? Who's doing the graphics? Who produced it? Where the sample from? Like you don't get that no more. Right. You know what I mean? It's like nowadays on Spotify, if I hear a song and I like it, I try and find oh, who produced this. And if it doesn't have like the little tag on it, like produced by so-and-so or they shouting their name all over the fucking thing. You know what I mean? Like sometimes it's hard to see who even produced the track on some of the underground tracks. Like the ones that are higher up the chain, they have to give that production credit. But when you an underground artist, you don't always have to give that production credit because some of these guys are just, I want to say struggling to get their shit on the stream, but they just getting their shit on the stream so people can access it. You know, like, mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a physical copies kind of guy. I like physical copies, which is why I've bought a lot of the guys' stuff over the years. Why I brought the crate to show the amount of history that there is in hip hop. I've left cats out. I know I, I didn't talk about Absolute on end, like Devious and all them cats. You know what I mean? Like I know Devious real well. You know what I mean? Like that's that's my homie. You know what I mean? I don't really know the other two dudes that well, but. Dion used to come through and lace me up and and give me, that's how I have copies of Absolute on in, is Devious would come through. He actually had given us beats that were on this album. I'm pretty sure two or three beats that are on this album because they were just there. He was there coming through freestyling too, hanging out. Um, and he just gave me a beat tape. And I was like, who made these beats? He's like, I did. I was like, can I use them? He's like, yeah, absolutely. Case says they're for you. You know, I'm like, cool. So oh, we used a couple of the beats that were on there. I, it's just, <clears throat> I got I got love from people, you know what I mean? And I got love for people, too, that helped me out. Because, like, like Dion's another one, Devious another one, Devious D. Like, without Devious, 
we don't we're not able to make this album, which is in turn makes everything move and makes everything roll without Don Juan coming and doing the show with us or without Kyle's little homie Ill Tactics, you know what I mean? Without all the people coming to the show and supporting us <clears throat> just gives us more confidence to keep going. Without Dylan Sacco coming and having me and Bo do the little raps while he DJed. You know what I mean? Like without that, without Big Way and Sham moving to Vegas, Slim don't come over, we don't get that. You know what I mean? Like all the all the pieces just kept falling into place for whatever LCA was and became and is to this day. You know what I mean? Like I still talk to, I, I can text any one of these cats right now. Everybody that I'm speaking on, I still reach out to and I still text and I can hit up and I can be like, yo, what's up? What's good? You know, how you doing? Whatever. You know what I mean? Like <clears throat> still, you know what I mean? Cause I, cause I love these dudes. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're, they're my humble hip hop family. You know what I'm saying? Like all the cats that I came up with in Eureka, you know, it was, it was what it was, you know, it was a, it was a scene. It was a movement. We were, we were, you know, we were hitting telephone poles like crazy, hanging up flyers, you know what I mean? Like going out and just putting in work, you know, there was no social media. That was the only way to get it out. You t it was word of mouth and flyers, you know what I mean? Street team, if you had one, you know what I mean? We were our own street team. We just go out and hang flyers, backpacking a stapler. I, mean, I, I know Highway used to do that, you know what I mean? Like he put in mad work when he was young, not necessarily for us, but for Diamondback just to get on shows like... I got a lot of respect for Aaron just because of how he came up. <clears throat> I got sidetracked from the story of saying that I didn't want to listen to his shit. The moral of the story is, <laughs> is that, that after Kaiser gave me the CD and told me to check him out, of course, it like floats around in my car for a little bit because I'm stupid. You know what I mean? And then there comes a point where I, I put in the CD and finally I start listening to it. It's like four songs. <clears throat> and I, I hear the first song. I'm like, oh, okay. This doesn't suck. You know what I mean? Like, this is actually kind of nice. I can't remember what song it was. Uh, get through the, the second song. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. You know, and then I, it's like the third or fourth song, the song on his first mixtape. Eventually, it's called uh, Nothing Really Matters. And he's rapping on it. And I'm already feeling the beat because the, the sample they used, I already have a soft spot for that song. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, oh, they flipped that nice. Like, it's just a dope-ass beat. What he's saying is super cool. You know what I mean? And then he had this line. I've told it. I've told Highway this. I said, he had, a, he had a line where he said, I'm too busy washing dishes to be a rapper. And I, and I really just like, and it just hit me. And I was like, oh, this kid's a fucking genius. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like, he's, he's, like, he's like being for real. He's not out here like, in that time frame, there's a lot of... Um, biz music going on you know what i'm saying so sure. some people are trying to um to do that sound you know what i mean no no shade against that or whatever but i've always been kind of like an, an organic be original kind of guy you know what i mean like it's cool like i like this music i love it you know what i mean like i'll get down on it but i'm not going to try and emulate it myself you know what i'm saying like if you're mm -hmm. doing you that's all that matters to me like and that's where that to me that's hip-hop you know what i mean even if it's like mc lars nerdcore shit you know what i mean like that's hip-hop because he's doing him you know what mm -hmm. i mean like I may not dig on it that much. It may not be for me, but he's he's doing him and he's original and and that's hip hop to me. It can be anything as long as you be an original. It's like Lil Peep. I didn't want to get down on Lil Peep. I hated it. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? But I felt that he was genuine. And there came a certain point where I was like, oh, I get it. You know what I mean? Like 
it doesn't suck. He's teenage angst never dies. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that's what his brand was. And he was doing it very well. And I felt he was maybe coming from a genuine spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or even Post Malone. The first time I came across Post Malone, I was like, this is trash. You I know what you. I mean? Like, I think my first exposure was the video White Iverson. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, and I was like, this is just garbage. You know what I mean? But over time, that dude is just, he's being genuine to his thing and being him. He's and, working his lane. Yeah. And he's yeah. and he's being original. You know what I mean? He's doing him. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I don't hate it. I did originally. You know what I mean? And sometimes I come around on things and sometimes it's just not for me, I realize, you know? Like, I think we were talking about it earlier when I said, you know, I don't I don't want to put myself in a position of being an old head where I'm like, if it don't have that boom bap, that real shit, like, I want Tim's and shorts and all my shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's got to be that real gangster shit, you know what I mean? Not this fake gangster shit, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's, if it's good music, it's good music. If I'm going to gravitate yep. towards it, I gravitate towards it. And I've quit trying to fight. Whatever it is. If I like it, I like it. I don't care if it's pop. I don't care if it's, you know, cheesy or corny. If I, if I dig it, I dig it, you know? And if I don't, mm-hmm. then that's fine too. There's so much, there's so much fucking hip hop right now. Like I play, <laughs> I was telling my friends, I, I play SoundCloud roulette. <laughs> that's okay. what's up. Where I just get on SoundCloud's top 50 and I just pick an artist I've never heard of and I just listen to it. And if I dig it, I'll keep listening. If I don't, I look at the little sidebar that says, people also like this artist. And I go to that. And then I go to their top song. And I just keep doing that until I come across something that I like. And that's how I discover new artists a lot of the time. And I've come across some cool stuff that I like and I enjoy. You know, that's actually how I came across the the Macami thing was oh, yeah. by doing that. Oh, because sick. just randomly going through, found the self-love song. I was like, oh, this song's dope as fuck. This dude's fire. You know what I mean? Like, and then went through and listened to more of his stuff. And I'm sure that if I was on social media in some way, shape or form, I could be exposed to a lot more things, but I'm not a social media kind of guy. It's just not for me. I'm not against it. It's just not for me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, never. I got a Twitter and that's about it. Oh, that's that's, yeah. that's all I really need, and that's barely even used, you know. Like, yeah, I, what I found, man, because I feel you on the social media front, man. Like I'm, I'm only on there just because I have to operate to. brand now. No, you need to nowadays. Like if if you out trying to be in any type of entertainment situation at all, even business, you know what I mean? Like if you don't have your business on Facebook, like people are like, the fuck are you doing? You know, if you, you don't exist. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you yeah. don't exist. If you on Facebook, you ain't got an Instagram, you ain't got, you know, how many followers you got, how many likes you got, you know, mm-hmm. and that's, and if you don't have enough, then people are just going to overlook you. And I never, I never have gotten into it enough out of MySpace way back when MySpace was a thing. And mm-hmm. and MySpace was really the first thing that I had, like a social media thing that I ever saw that was like, oh shit, this is like easy, super easy way to connect with people. And we met people, we booked shows through MySpace. We met people through MySpace. Dope. You know, like that's how we got hooked up with the resonators out of Chico. And we ended up going on the road with them. And you know what I mean? Like my homie, shout out to my homie Hap. I was the only shout out on Give. <laughs> Yeah, it's the homie half because he hooked us up and and took care of us when we went on the road with him, and and that was just out of like pure love and respect of what we are doing, you know, and and <clears throat> that was that was awesome because he didn't have to do that, you know, and he's always got he's always got a home here, you know. What I mean, anytime he's out here, he's got a home with me. I don't give a fuck, you know what I mean? Like I'm living in a one bedroom, no bedroom studio apartment. Like half come stay on the couch if he needs to, you know what I mean? Yeah, so. Um, <clears throat> I'm all fucked off on my timeline because I'm just talking now. That's what we're doing now. <laughs> we're just going through it. You know what I'm saying? So, 
Um, I feel, shit. I feel like I'm forgetting cats. I don't want to forget cats. I'm, I'm forgetting a major player in, um, in LCA's history besides Slim and Kai's and Bo and Optics. And AE is uh, Kenny Freestyle. And Kenny Freestyle was, I'm still not fully producing beats at this point. So uh, AE's older brother is Kenny Freestyle. Kenny Freestyle moves back from the Bay Area. Now, Kenny Freestyle at a certain point had um, like... Uh, had a, had some movement with music in the freestyle scene. I don't know if people are familiar with what freestyle music is. It's kind of a techno type of branch off. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. So he had some movement with that. He was a very talented producer. Um, somehow we end up linking up with him through AE. And then he starts doing production and recording and mastering for us. And, that, and that's when I really learned computer recording. So Kenny Freestyle, in some weird-ass way, is my mentor in, in the engineering world. That's the only person that's ever taught me anything in what I do. So everything else, I'm self-taught in a lot of it. But Kenny Freestyle, really, like I had to give him his props and his due on that because he's the one that showed me all the little tricks and all the things. And he actually gave me my first computer and was like, bro, we're not doing this fucking a dash shit no more. Like you record waves, you do this, you know what I mean? Here's Vegas. You know what I mean? Like learn the program, showed me the program, showed me, <clears throat> and you know, recording programs aren't super complicated, but they've gotten more over the years in terms of what they can do and whatnot, which is amazing. Like everybody can have a full on studio in their bedroom nowadays. You know what I mean? And if you can catch the sound right and you got everything cool, then it's going to be okay. You know, you don't have to go to a big studio. You can always send it off to get mastered, you know, or have a, a, a local studio guy master your shit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, Kenny freestyle. I have to mention Kenny freestyle, just for the fact that he taught me a lot about the <clears throat> the business aspect of it, good and bad. You know what I mean? Like, just because in the long run, um, I lost out on some things because of moves that were made on his part. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I hold nothing ill towards him. I wish nothing ill on him. You know what I mean? But I'm just like, you know, it is what it is, bro. Some shit happened. Yeah. You know, it, it moves like it moves. Yeah. <clears throat> but that also in turn made me be like, okay, I can't depend on other people to produce for us anymore. I need to start producing more and making more beats and honing that skill. Cause now I've already, I don't want to say mastered anything, but I've already know like, okay, this is how I record. I've already been recording dudes. I've already making half-ass CDs. You know what I mean? After have house selling i'm selling cds i'm recording music i literally have a calendar at my house where i'm like booked up for studio time it's all free though because me being me i'm like i just love hip-hop i just want to make music you know what i mean i should have been charging but that's my bad you know what i mean but i love it too much i'd rather do it for free than not do it at all like fuck it you know what i mean yeah and if something cool happens and something cool happens the unfortunate thing was is a lot of the dudes that came through, they, they there was never, there was, I don't want to say never, there wasn't always a follow through with what was done in the studio. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. there, a lot of stuff was recorded, but it was always just because of uh, computer recording at the time, you could just dub a CD and then give it to the homies. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. 
not everybody was always taking the extra step to manufacture a product. We were really getting into the, starting to get into that digital age, especially when MySpace came in and you could just post your music on MySpace at that point. And that's how everybody could hear it. You didn't even have to give out physical copies of CDs at all, you know, or tapes mm-hmm. or what the fuck ever it was that was happening. That's when it started to change. That, yeah, no, that's, and, and, and it's not a bad thing because you can reach so many more people now, but it's, to find the dilution of, or to get through, to wade through everything, to find that gem is a lot harder nowadays. Yep. And I respect anybody that's doing any kind of music and being creative in any way, shape, or form. Like sometimes I pop in at the uh, the art gallery freestyle session that they have down downtown in Eureka. There, you know what I mean. And I, yep. and and it's like I know a lot of the cats that are doing the thing that are real good, like Flo J and Eli. I don't really know Knack. I know of Knack. You know what I mean. Yeah. But watching them do their thing and they're like masters of the craft for real MCs, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um and then to watch some dude get up there who maybe isn't the the best freestyler in the world, you know what I mean? And he might even be timid on the mic, but I got way more respect for that dude. You know what I mean? Just because I know how hard it is to get in front of a crowd and express yourself just in general. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's like that dude, he might not be the best rapper in the crowd, but I like him the best because he got heart. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like for me, like heart sells any day of the week. 